Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Do you get excited about it? I feel under pressure. I think we've got our replacement, mate. I'm sure there are people in this room that must have been there, but... Uh... I reckon you're going to make it. I reckon you're going to be one of the greats. I got very lucky. The other week, right, at Jiu-Jitsu, I was rolling yep. with uh, with Tommy Hopkins. Do you know Tommy? Tommy, yeah, I know yeah, Tommy. Yeah, old, Tommy. Old school fella. Yeah, yeah. Um, he reminds me of the, uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad? The bald oh, head. Uh, Mike. Mike, yeah. yeah. Was it Mike he from Breaking does Bad? look like Mike. Yeah. yeah. And old school. Yeah, the old school attitude. Old school is everything that you think of when you when you look at Tommy. Yeah. He runs uh, Fit Life out in Fern Tree Gully. Yeah. Not that they sponsor us, but it's an awesome place. And, yeah. You know, old school um, gym type of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I'm rolling with Tommy and he uh, goes for this uh, arm lock on me and pretty good it's not bad yep. it's almost there um, so I throw up another arm to threaten something else and he lets go of it and we keep rolling and it finishes up yep. anyway I said to him uh, after we finished I'm like Tommy you know, that was pretty close he goes oh you're being too kind I'm like no no Tommy I wouldn't bullshit you <laughs> like, that arm lock was pretty good like, I, I was pretty worried Yeah, you know, it was close and he goes yeah but it's just close isn't it I'm like it's alright man he goes, yeah. yeah but until your balls are fuck- uh, what was it until your balls are slapping their ass, you're not really fucking them, are you? I'm like, awesome, Tommy. Yep. And I said to him straight away, I'm going to be stealing that saying for the next 10 years now, Tommy. Thanks for that. It's probably going to have to do with probably Collingwood or Essendon misdemeanors off the field as well. I don't know. It's going to be do with anything. It would be the coin toss. <laughs> the thing is, I reckon we're going to have plenty of fodder that we can slip that in many times. I can just see it now, you know, coming up. Oh, he's just hit the post there. Almost a goal. And, well, and, yeah. And the best part is if we can hashtag this shit, Tommy will get <laughs> zero respect for the for coming up with that. Even I, if he didn't. No, so. I've, I've credited him right from the start and I'm going to credit him every time I say it. And the funny thing is that I've still got a few of those like one-liner, similar one-liners to that that I'm just waiting for a chance to slip in there and take full credit for. They call it the Dennis Cometti um, uh, commenting line. Do they? He th- thinks up of lines, brilliant lines oh, all yeah. week and just... Yep. I'll, I'll find a spot for this. Yep. And he finds the perfect spot for it. I was going to say, yeah, probably Kometi or Mike Goldberg, one of the two. <laughs> Goldberg, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike Goldberg, a bit like that. Oh, God bless him, though. But Kometi's are brilliant. They're just, they're such comic genius yeah. in wordplay and just at the right moment. And especially coming from Kometi, who yeah. is, has that, that sort of, you only see him on Channel 7 or no, whatever the fuck he's on, yeah. 7. And so he, we can deliver comedy in such a deadpan way that only if you're, hang on, that was a joke. Yeah, it was pretty exactly. funny. Holy just shit. goes straight through. Yeah. He doesn't yell it or scream it or yeah. hyperbole. Yeah, and the only sort of context you have of, of his sort of personality is through the the play by play commentary in AFL. He's old school commentary. Oh, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because you're getting older, but I kind of miss some a lot of the old school commentary. Yeah, you know, especially now that cricket started again. Yeah, um, because obviously Richie's not there. Yeah, and you you have missed something like. That. And let's be honest, the commentary is fucking rubbish in the well, cricket. Well, this year we've got Mike Hussey, and Mike Hussey's turning really? out to be pretty good. Oh, shit. Um, because he just he does sort of just call the action. Obviously, yeah. he's a smart man yeah. when it comes to cricket. He 
He knows bloody everything. Yeah. He's Mr. Cricket, after all. Well, honestly, Warney's the one you want in the commentary, but good luck tying him down. Yeah, he's started to waver a bit now, too. The thing is, if you give him a chance to talk something that's not cricket, just forget it. But yeah. his insight into cricket and what's happening is pretty pretty well. Just coincidentally, yeah. I went on Warney's website this week. I yeah. can't remember why. I, yeah, that's right. He put something on Facebook about tubes. Tubes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. tubes have been taken off the market. It's yep. like, they're big in the Warren household. We want tubes back. Anyway, yep. so I went to his website and I was reading. I thought, oh, let's see what else is there. I'm reading up about his poker stuff and, oh, geez, it's awful. Yeah. It's so bad. He's, anyway. Yeah, he's not a, not the best poker player, but he tries real hard and he's not playing for his money. So exactly. I mean, so he's free rolling everything. But uh, actually, when you mentioned the, the tubes thing, I remember someone having this outcry about tubes. I couldn't remember who it was. It was and obviously it's Warney. But I've discovered there is an answer for the tubes. Okay, what's the answer? And there's a place in Melbourne who are making sort of bar snacks. The only place that I know, well, they've come across that sells them, is across near near my girlfriend's place in Noble Park. Okay. Um, there's a uh, if you go the cross section of Heatherton Road and whatever Jackson Road turns into, there's like a Caltech service station on one side, a little strip mall on the other side with the Australian Post Office, uh, Tattersalls. And a little IGA mixed with a tobacco station. Yeah, uh, I, know, I actually know the place. It's near Waverley Train Station. Yeah, not far. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just down from, bit down from Waverley Train Station. Yeah, yeah more close to Noble Park Train Station and in between the other one. But they've just got a whole box of these. Some of them are tube shaped. Some of them are yeah. onion ring shaped. Some of them are star shaped. But they are tubes, and okay. they've got more flavour on them than the tubes. So, so, so it's like the the tubes overruns or rejects exactly and they're the better ones yeah they're the better ones so someone has got our back on them and the thing is it was that important to me that I took a photo of the label so I know where they are <laughs> where to get it from and I meant to promote it somewhere on our on our social yeah. media it's just so happened that you've led me into it but I don't have the fucking photo on me so <laughs> I'll put it, it up on our website yeah we'll get it up there eventually isn't it funny how the offcuts sometimes are the best parts yeah well they like, are I know whenever um, you know the kids like bacon and eggs on, on a Sunday yep. it's a um, little bit tradition yep. but the, the best bacon you can get is the economy bacon yeah because yep. it's all it's some all bits are thicker and some bits are thinner yep. and it's all the off bits and it's, it's got the fat in it you need yeah. the fat you, um, unfortunately it's bacon you do need some and I mean if you trust Facebook science it could or could not be good for you I, I'm pretty sure breathing gives you cancer so I'm, I think so yeah I'm, I'm pretty okay I mean with I'm it. just waiting for people to realise that we're born to die yeah, like that's pretty much it's. Yeah, it's actually a new revelation in regards it's, to it's going to happen. Biology. Yeah, we're born today, and the uh, other thing, tubes or Warney, the commentary teams. It was a very meandering path we got through. Yeah, that. I was going to go meander a little bit further into the tubes. That's right, the chicken chip conspiracy. Yes, you've spoken about this for a great number of years. Yeah, there was like because obviously the best chicken chips have always been Samboy. Sandboy okay. have always been the best. Chicken I think chips. it's really a South Australian brand Sandboy. Yeah, I'm I not, think so. Yeah. The other I say I'm pretty sure they are because I remember it um, growing up. But also, the um, if you played in the under 15s carnival first um, in the SANFL, yeah, it was the Sandboy Cup. Yeah, and it was I, too actually. W- uh, did you play that one? No, nah, we yeah. went through um, Victoria. We did Vic Schoolboy. Oh, you did Vic. Okay. Yeah, um, playing against Ablett and fucking San- <laughs> Del Santo and all I, those fucking guns. The only guys I remember playing against were the Corns brothers. Yeah, I can't nah, remember which one we played against that that entire just dominating yeah. um, AFL recruitment round was the people that we played for Vic Schoolboys. Which I mean, to be fair, we were in New South Wales, so we're yeah. cheating to begin with. <laughs> well, <laughs> never had a chance. And 
I was going down to South Australia, and again, yeah. like I've already said, I was only there to keep Solly company. <laughs> yeah, that was my job. Yep, uh, I think we were there because for that year, Mordura were pretty shit. So That's they rare. they reached to Kumiala and to Broken Hill and uh, invited a few boys just, up. Just before we go back to it, I remember um, once we went to the state trials in fucking Canberra or something yep. to pick the New South Wales team. Yeah, um, they picked our water boy. Our water boy made the team. Really? Yep. No idea Trey Flowers made. <laughs> it, was, it was Mark Alvey, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> He's our water boy. He had a broken arm, so he couldn't yep. play. Still made the team. Yeah. Did not get a kick, made the team. Well, to be fair, someone like Mark Alvey probably covered more Ks as the water boy than most other people on the field. Probably. <laughs> he did it right. So, yeah. now, the Sandboy chicken chips the, conspiracy. The chicken chip conspiracy. So, Sandboy were always the best, but the thing is, they went away for a bit, and Smiths had the, the monopoly over the whole market. They had the Smiths, and they owned the thins. Light and Tangy and... Thins. Yeah, yeah. Thins. They owned Thins well. And that's all we could get. And then the Samboy bring them back out, along with their barbecue, their tomato flavor, everything else. And the chicken chip ones all of a sudden start to disappearing from shelves, just as sort of the Smiths and the Coles brand start coming out. Right. And so I'm like, all right, something's going on here, because they're always the best. And, the, and obviously, with Coles brand and Woolworths brands coming out, they're trying to push everyone out of the market. And so I swear there's some conspiracy from Smiths and Coles and Woolies that they want to eliminate all the competition from the chicken chip market. And you, just the chicken chip market. They're, just they're the chicken chip market. They're allowed to have barbecue yeah. and tomato. Tomato and, and everything else. I think that's about it. And I even, even had the question posed on the Samboy Facebook page and they yeah. said, uh, chicken has been discontinued. So we're not, we're not no reason, just nothing, that's just it. discontinued. And then I found that there were these chips called Delights. Yeah, delights, and they came out with a chicken flavor right. that was packed with all the you know, artificial flavors on there, yeah, but yeah. was delicious. And now I thought I found my I found you, my savior. You found a here we a are replacement. Yeah, here we are, gone, gone. Yep. What's even worse is that they kept the same package with the same color, just called it something else, like sour cream and chives or some fucking bullshit. Oh, so they haven't changed the packaging, but they changed the flavor. Yeah, changed the flavor. That's chicken's criminal. gone. So I was like, fuck, I'm gonna do it now. All right, chicken French fries. Even better. The best of the really? lot. Yeah. Chicken french fries. Yeah. Wow. I've never seen them. They were incredible because not only were they packed full of flavor, but every one is like the best little crunchy chips that yeah. left down the bottom. And so I was like, oh my God. I've like, it's almost like when, um, I don't know, it's like making the best out of a bad situation. It's like I would never have found the best chicken flavored chips yep. unless, unless they've taken away they all the options. Gone. Gone as well. Gone as well. The last place I ever found the Sandboy chips was out in Yarra Valley. And I even went, well, I didn't go back there to get them. My, my missus went back there to get a certain cheese from De Bordley or some shit. Yep. But I'm like, well, you know, that's a good excuse for me to get my fucking Sandboy chips. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, you've quit Coles, so I can't put a formal inquiry into the sort of direct line manager to find out what's going on. Wouldn't help, because I remember I actually had to go through a few suppliers once, because I used to look after the Facebook for Coles. Yeah. And, you know, we get those these kind of questions yep. all the time. <laughs> Cunts like and me. I'd chase them up. Yeah. Because, fuck it, what else was I going to do? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we just yeah, we're just not doing it anymore. Yeah, and I mean, but what what about uh, chicken flavored twisties? They're good for hangovers. Really, I good for hangovers. Shit. Yeah, no, that's it. Good for hangovers. But as far as a chicken flavored thing goes, nah, not there. Don't quite the mark. Too much, too much salt without the chicken flavor. It's yeah, yep. it's not quite there. Do you remember ruffles? Ruffles, yes, I do. Because instead of having the wavy cut chips, theirs yeah. was like fucking jagged. Yeah, theirs was like the hardcore like a very short wavelength yes. going through those chips yeah and very uh, short wavelengths sharp um, pitches yeah yeah 
Um, yeah, they don't make them illegal. But, no, uh, yeah, but that's, that's a good remember. point because they're actually pretty. They were around the same time as Sandboy as well. Back in the day. So anyway, any anyone got any insight onto the chicken chip conspiracy, or you've you know uh, you've been following this as well and didn't know that other people who noticed it? Isn't it funny that flavors like that have a color? Yeah. Like, why is green chicken? Yeah. Another like, thing there's is nothing green on a chicken. Yeah. Another thing is that there's not many artificial flavors that taste like the real thing, except no. for like orange, an orange flavored chubba chub. Tastes like, tastes like an orange. Fanta tastes like orange. Yeah. A strawberry flavour chop chop doesn't taste like strawberry. Like strawberry. Yeah. Strawberries are bitter as fuck. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a big fan of strawberries to be honest, but yeah. I love strawberry flavoured milk. Yeah, yeah. I like strawberry flavouring, just yeah. not strawberries. Yeah. Um I like tomato sauce and I don't like tomatoes. Yeah. But, yeah. but um but it goes across lots of brands that yeah. chicken is green. Yeah. Like salt and vinegar is pink. Yeah. It's yeah. just you know, and then playing or salt is always blue. Yeah. It's and just, and vanilla is white. But if you see a vanilla bean, black as fuck. Black, yeah. It, vanilla beans and orchids dick, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, I think I think sort of flowers are generally, I mean, you'd almost call them flowers the foreskin. Sex organs, yeah. The foreskin, that's what they'd be. Yeah. And the bees go and give them a blowjob and spit it out somewhere else and that's how you reproduce if you're a, a plant. A flower. Yeah, a flower. Yeah, I wonder how do um, things like the Venus flytrap and other, there's other, you know, of those carnivorous plants. Yeah. If they, how do they reproduce? They must like... It's a good point. Because I think there's some that they fling their seeds out like quite violently. Yeah. Like, I imagine like they Frankston. must do it too because any insect, like Frankston, yeah. any insect that they attract in, they fucking eat they the They eat it. Yeah, well, that's almost like, well, yeah, actually, I was going to say it's almost like the um, redbacks where the women will fuck the guy then eat him, but they've already fucked him and they're going to yeah. reproduce. So they, they've already yeah, got... It's not quite true. Yeah. I was thinking, um, the saying, bite the hand that feeds you, well, it's kind of literal for them, isn't it? Because you're biting, but that's yeah. how you're feeding as well. So. Yeah, it's like biting, that. biting biting, the cock that makes you, something like that. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't work as well for the flower world, does it? No. I wonder if the, the flower world should have their own sayings. Yeah. But I wonder if they realize that they're smelling semen when they you, know, you get a big group of flowers. and. Well, I guess that's perfume then, isn't it? Because perfume usually comes from flowers and shit. So, so, so what you're saying is my girlfriend smells fucking great, <laughs> <laughs> covered in semen. She's, she's just got flower cum all over. Exactly. Her. Yeah. So, so, baby, we're going out tonight, okay? So, you want to smell good? Put some flower cum on you. Yeah. We're gonna go some, some Brenton semen. We're there just is. gonna go get some um, uh, orchid cock flavored ice cream. <laughs> so it all ties in. <laughs> and afterwards, I'm gonna take your cherry. <laughs> And I mean, you've heard of, of yeah. Well, then you get plants like opium, where you scrape the semen out and then smoke it or inject it. Like that's just hardcore. You've got to do a lot of work with it. And though. I mean, if you think in normal sex, you've got bondage and uh, BDSM sort of style, but this is taken to a whole new level. Well, I guess marijuana then is being really fucking lazy because it's just yeah, yeah, the lot, take the lot, you know, <laughs> smoke, smoke that, just just smoke it, mate. <laughs> oh, all right, look, if you're gonna, you, you're cooking anyway. Just, yeah. just put some in the brownies. Who's going to argue? It's almost, yeah, it's, I mean, it's almost like the best blowjob ever because you don't have to worry about doing anything yourself. It's just straight to the uh, orgasm and the sort of little calm you get after afterwards until she starts wanting to hug and shit. <laughs> <laughs> until she asks, where's the money, fucker? <laughs> <Yeah>. Time's up. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's how tubes got taken off the market. Yeah, there you go. But because we started with commentary on that one, we did. Because I wanted to say that David Lloyd 
from I like it when England come over because I think he's a great commentator because when he does meander off onto paths they're actually interesting yeah old Bumble they are um, actually and it's a shame that Kerry O'Keefe is uh, off the ABC yeah Cause especially when tests are on I listen to the ABC on the way home yep. you know because you get to yeah. know, the last session or whatever yep. um, I saw him actually he did a corporate gig for us when we were at a conference earlier on in the year Bumble uh, no unfortunately uh, Kerry O'Keefe oh okay yep um and he sounds like David Hughes in 20 years' time. Just, really? He, the voice is the same and the, the tone. and Yeah, he's, he's got that fucked up laugh too. Oh, yeah, well, of course, that's what yeah. made his money. But Hughes, he's got the same sort of laugh. <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah. But just the, the same cadence, yeah. um, both of them. Um, yeah, it was really, uh, it was all right. It was 20 minutes of stand-up he did, basically. And I think that cricket's running out of good commentators. Yeah, you got to, like... There was I saw a photo uh, a couple of weekends ago um, yep. where they had the the first Channel Nine and you know you had Tony Gregg which love him or hate him and we hated him he, yep. was, he did his job there yep. um, Laurie yeah Benno of course and then Ch- Chapel and Chapel's really the only one that's left and yeah he's still a bit of a grumpy bastard yeah yeah and just being like especially if you're the last one left you're out of touch with everyone else around you so you're the one that is out of touch absolutely yeah. But um, probably the best one there. And it's almost like the Brisbane Lions where they didn't plan for the future. They just went, we're kicking goals all, all season this year. And Well, they've tried. They brought in, you know, Slater and Heels and yeah. Tubbs. And it's all a bit samey. Yeah, what they need is some clicking balls up in that commentary box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or at least give us a license just to stream audio online or something. <laughs> well, they've got Billy Birmingham's phone number, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. He, he can do three or four. To be honest, they, if they're looking at budget cuts, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and resurrecting the dead. <laughs> yep, you could still go. I bet you it's it'd be a much more higher viewership than the commentary commentary team they got now. Yeah. now. But I mean, Hussey's a step in the right direction. He is, yeah. Plus, uh, you need someone who's got that honesty, but you still need the interesting because there's not really a role for a strict play-by-play announcer in cricket because it's so slow. Yeah. You can have a color commentator do the play-by-play, and the thing is, they need to know when to say nothing. It's all right yeah. to shut the fuck up and not say anything. Um, that's one of I remember Richie Benno's um, had his Ten Commandments of commentary or something like that. No. And one of them was, you know, you're adding to it. You're not part of the action. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, respect the pause, yeah, and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's always a thing with commentary, though. You see the love and or hate them, but when you find yeah. someone good, you're like, all right, awesome. I can yeah. actually listen to this. But that's what I think is that you should have be able to have options for the commentary, like the actual viewing. Fair enough, someone's got to display the pictures. Yeah, but someone like us should be able to just throw up a commentary on YouTube or um, Acast or <laughs> wherever, wherever. Actually, we signed up for a Twitch, so we do it on Twitch, yeah. and yeah, you can just watch our mugs and listen to commentary. Pirate, pirate commentary. Yeah, well, we could head down that road. I mean, I don't mean as pirates. I don't mean Jolly Roger. I mean, I'll dress just, up. You know. I got a pirate flag. We'll be right. Do you? Yeah. Um, what was it? going uh with the afl side of it like i'm trying to think of who the good commentators are and it's amazing because you always hear complaints about bt and he yep. goes off his nut but bt on triple m is really good yeah um but besides that i mean anthony hudson i reckon is one of the better ones yeah actually Hutto is is good um yeah i think Hutto bruce when he's not trying to stand out uh, he's, uh, he knows everyone yeah he does which is the thing it's amazing i th- think we said it before when um was it Kane or Chad Corns was um, playing uh, the the grand final in 2004 yeah um, Bruce he called him up that morning really so just to let you know you know the MCG is a little bit softer uh, you got to bounce the ball a little bit harder when you when you go in there 
It's like, the f- okay, thanks, Bruce. Where did you get that phone number from? And he thought I had to call him that morning. Yeah. It makes you think, how many other players did he call? Yeah, no shit. And where was his money laid? Yeah. Bruce, Bruce could be he, the person that he, dictates, the, dictates the line. He could like, be. He could shift markets well, on his own. He loves his horse racing, so I assume that means he loves a punt. And I mean, you can see him just going out there and walking the track end-to-end, down the wing, <laughs> down the, the middle, lane. down the guts, probably pretending to throw, throw a few snaps on the boot from outside 50. Yeah, I can see Brucey doing day. it. Yeah, so he's probably the way to go. If he anyone can see Bruce in the TAB, tweet it, ASAP, <laughs> at Clicking Balls on Twitter. Yeah, okay. Um, I think we've burned enough time. Do we want to start talking about what meager AFL news we have in the last seven yeah, days? Yeah, and I mean, we're using a very liberal term of AFL, aren't we, with the international rules? Okay. Yeah, um, I watched the highlights and took on a bit. I mean, I got nothing against people that find it exciting, and I know that um, I saw during the week that Luke Hodge came out and tried and said, you know, this is great. I get to yeah. play on the same team as all these other guys. Yeah. still find it hard just to get excited about it. Yeah, me too. And the thing is, are there any other games that are only played, what do you play, every second year? Or do you play every year? I, yeah, I think we played last year. Yeah, so is, is there a game that's played twice a year and that's it? Like, yeah. completely invented for that purpose, played twice a year. That's kind of pointless, to be honest. I know it's it's more, I think, that they use it as a recruiting trip. Yeah. You know, they go and say, all right, which Irishman are we going to make millionaires out of? Yeah, um, that's true. And what I found funny was that when you remember the, the first sort of... Um, version of the international rules where Ireland actually sent their best players yeah, who were all 40 and bald and, <laughs> and kind of yeah. passed it and realised that anyone plays AFL was like 20 and built like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, Professional. Yeah, but obviously not just this year but previous year, couple of years is that they've started sending the young guys who are big and physical and actually have uh, some sort of... Uh, stand up a little bit. Exactly, yeah. Can, can face that, that pressure. Um, speaking of that, I saw a funny clip today of... Um, Ameri- I was on YouTube, you have people who make videos just with their reactions on videos. Yeah. There's crazy shit on My YouTube. My reaction yeah, to it. Yeah. But there's one of AFL versus NFL, where they've got, obviously, Americans looking at AFL for kind of the first time, yep. but showing the, the big hits and stuff and, and seeing the differences. And, yeah, that just reminded me of that, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, with the uh, international rules, I had a look at it, and it's some of the things that the tactics are a little bit funny. Yeah. Like I notice a lot of the times when they're passing, like when they're kicking it to somebody, they'll deliberately make it bounce like five minutes in front of them. Yeah. It just seems to be easier to control. Yeah. Um, yep. For the Australian players, the Irish have fucking got it sorted, yeah. obviously, because yeah. they're used to hold, handling the ball. Yeah. Um, but the skill errors just all the time, and you can't yep. blame them because yeah. what they train for a couple of weeks and yeah. play this game then alright guys catch you 12 months time yeah and it's I mean silly. they've just been in the US and we know how AFL players go in the US so yeah. it's fair, to say, yeah, fair to say they're not at fighting weight a few of them yeah yeah well actually someone could be well into fighting weight haven't eaten for a couple of weeks <laughs> <laughs> haven't eaten haven't slept <laughs> yep nothing <laughs> straight out of Vegas um, it's, I'm, I do find it hard to get excited about it uh, it was have you met anyone that's fanatical about it? Like, that's even interested in it? Like, I can't wait for international rules. Sweet. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's yeah. It fills the void a little bit. It's like, oh, there's no footy on. The thing is, it didn't fill a void at all for me, except no. for 20 minutes of my podcast about <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, and it's something that happens. So, look, I think there's a better, a better way to go about it. I'd like to see, let's say... I'm just thought of this right now, so it's not going to be... Yeah, yep, flesh it out. Um, let's say you get the top 10... Uh, AFL players, whatever, voted by fans, split them in two, and you have the international uh, game where 
the best international players on one side versus the other best international players on the other side, and they'll play against each other. Best, if you look at exposure... Best international players. So, like, people that aren't playing in Australia, because right. obviously they've got their camps and their combines set up all around the world, um, have the people who are standouts coming in and playing, so it's more of an exhibition match as opposed to just a game that's made up for two games. I, I still think it's an off-season, just let it be. Yeah, like, yeah that's oh, true. I've just... Like that, I mean, that's a concept. Yeah. You can get, you know, try and expand the game internationally and that kind of stuff. And they have the International Cup or whatever it is every yeah. two, yeah. three years. I'm just, yeah, okay. Um, you know, they, I think that the AFL, uh, they do a good job in trying to keep AFL in the papers yeah. over the off-season, yep. which, you know, running a business... They don't try too hard either. Because <laughs> like when the draw comes out, they... They release snippets and then yeah. a teaser and a teaser and here's round one and then a week later, all right, here's the draw. Yep. So that's one press release that they, they can milk yeah. three weeks worth of stories out of. Yeah, um, I'm just a little bit... Yeah, I, I don't... Like, if the international rules disappeared tomorrow, like it almost has every time they play it, Yeah, wouldn't lose any sleep. No, I wouldn't care. It's almost like they're just trying too hard to make sure that everyone knows that, the, or that these... Standard athletes of Australia have a chance to represent Australia. Yeah. Because they're not yeah. going to be in Olympics. I'm sure the players love it because they can say, I played for Australia. Yeah. Um, and also they get a um, an overseas holiday or business class trip paid for by yeah. the AFL. And none of them are interested in state of origin. No. So it seems like that's the only option they've got to try and milk a few extra coins out of them. I'm sure they're interested in principle. But they're like, um, by the way, I, I want to play finals this yeah. year. I don't want to do my knee playing yeah. you know, for the allies yeah exactly and that's a, such a loose term the allies yeah. uh, it's Canberra plus New South Wales a plus few Darwin a few Darwin players yeah um, so it's just hard to find an out of season competition that will survive for AFL players because it's not a crossover like the international rules game I think it's pretty much rubbish because you've invented the game that's going to play twice a year for just that point and that's it yeah. there's nothing else that comes out of it and it's it's always going to be the fact that um, you play with a round ball, we get yep. shit on. You play with yep. a, a, a footy, the Irish got no chance. Exactly. Um, it's just, I think they've got to accept that the games are too yep. far apart. I don't know if they're making money off them. Yeah. Um, I know that they play at Croke Park. I think that's what it's called over there. Yeah. Usually they get no. massive crowds, but the crowd didn't look big to me. Well, it looked like half the stand was getting renoed or yeah. something I, like that. I didn't know if it was all renos or it looked like, you know, the top deck, that's empty. Yeah, but certainly one side of the stadium was, um, you know, under construction. Yeah, and I would have thought the Irish, even if it was Renault, if they really want to watch, they'd go in there and stand up and do whatever they're doing. And I guess it's soccer season over there too, isn't yeah. it? And, you know, they, they're yeah, they're big in their soccer. Pretty pretty big on their soccer. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I wonder what the Irish players how how they. Um, view it. Yeah. View it. Is it a oh oh my god I get to play you know for my country yeah. and represent it or. Um, is it just yeah? Well, it's an extra yeah. thousand quid, and I'm not making that much money playing yeah, anyway. That's true, and a chance to come over and play AFL and get paid a lot more than what you're going to pay in. Well, certainly a lot of the young ones, ones. yeah, uh, which is what they put in their team as well. Yeah, the, the 18s that come over, try out for a couple of years and see how they go. Yeah, and it probably could be looked at uh, upon like that from an AFL perspective, where it's a little recruiting drive where you yeah. see what they're. But I think to, um, if you're going to make it interesting, you got to bring back the tackles and the shirt fronts and the. The physical stuff, because the reason they complained about it is because they had all their old cunts who were the best players <laughs> playing, but they weren't the most physical. Whereas now they've changed that, so bring back the shirt fronts and the side bumps and all the tackling. And yeah, well, the tackling's back. They, Fletcher had a great tackle that saved your oh, goal. Really? I watched yeah, it. I didn't yeah. see one tackle, so I thought it must have been banned again. No, it's like the rules are different. You, know, yeah. you can't. There's no massive bumps, and tackling is you know 
a little bit toned down. Yeah. But, but it's still there. See, for two games, that's all played all year. There are only two games ever, ever, yeah. out of everyone that's played. So let them tackle for two fucking games a year, <laughs> surely. Or make it a full-on friendly. Like, don't... So make make it an ugly. Don't call it a friendly. Yeah, I guess they go one way or the other. Make yeah. it like a Harlem Globetrotters game. Yeah, actually, that's who they should play against. I'll call it the Christmas the Island Cup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, it was uh, Fletcher's last last outing. Um, yeah, it's a, a big one for him. So it's a bit of a farewell for him. Um, he's been a specialist goalkeeper in these games. He has. Um, I saw. Uh, Hodgie gave him a bit of spray because he was sitting back in the goal was doing fuck all really? <laughs> yeah I'm like why because you know what the tactics are of this <laughs> yeah exactly Hodgie's like yeah come out and help man or what <laughs> you gotta sit in the goals all day it's like soccer yeah but anyway while we're talking about Fletch yeah. um, he, I thought in his last couple of years he was a playing assistant coach um, with Essendon yeah. or he certainly had something like that but it looks like um, now old Jimmy Hurd's on the outer well, yep. Fletch misses out on an assistant coach's gig under Wusher. He does. And it's, it's Wusher was saying that he's still going to do something around the club, but not in the capacity as a coach, which, I mean... So what's he going to do? Uh, I don't know, pick up the balls. Boot stutter? Yeah, I don't know. Just go around and give morale or something. and Assistant marketing manager with yeah. Kevin Sheedy. So, yeah, it would be something like that. But the thing is, they've got enough old people there already with Worsfold and fucking... Um, McKenna. McKenna going back there. Maybe they're a bit threatened. <laughs> Dustin, he could be... He's already got the board on side, obviously. So maybe they're thinking, we make him assistant coach next year. We could be getting the ass. It doesn't feel like he'd be a head coaching type. He's a little bit too laid back. Yeah, you, know, you don't. I don't know. He seems quiet, quiet guy. He's he's very quiet, and just in that sort of line, I've never really heard him say a whole lot. It was hard. I remember he was on the footy show for his four hundredth. Yeah, um, and it was hard to get words out of him. And even they said, you know, we don't hear much from him. Ah, oh, you know, just a footy player. He's just he's old school, obviously. Yeah. Maybe ain't too bright. Yeah, but I think he's just you know I'm a footy player. That's yeah. all I am. But footy players. I mean, those people who are I'm just a footy player. They ain't too bright. Uh, um, I don't. I'm not saying he's um, Favola type of yeah, um, yeah. level of stupidity. Yeah. But I think he's one of those blokes that um, he knows he's not a genius, and he goes, "But that's okay. I'm alright." Yeah. He knows where he's at. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and I mean that's why he's not full forward. <laughs> that's why he becomes a backman. That's why he has pot shots from 75. That's exactly right, and that's why. Yeah, yeah. Um, made a few mistakes this year, but you I mean you got to keep him around the club because he's something positive. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, maybe it is a little bit too a Wusher coming in and going right I'm clearing out um, it's my coaching staff now yep. my team you know McKenna's coming in um, and I reckon McKenna would be a good assistant coach under under Wusher again as well yeah um, so to, yeah it's an interesting move because uh, well, the thing is when Wusher was out at West Coast he had a way more talented squad or a few and stars oh, of course he had so yeah. It'd be interesting to see... One of the best starting midfields ever. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how good of a sort of development coach he is because that's what this role is. You're not going to be out there... Um, like, if you win a flag, you're going to fucking earn it. You're not playing to well, the strengths that were given to you. Yeah. West Coast have always had an advantage off-field as well. In that, yeah. you know, um, in WA, they couldn't stop throwing money at them. Yeah. You know, they they couldn't fuck themselves up if they yeah. tried. They just They tried. <laughs> They've got a waiting list of members and sponsors. Yeah. You know, there's a two-horse town and one horse has been yeah. there for much longer. Yeah. Um, so they've always had as, um, resources and so it's been uh, easy for them. Yeah. It is going to be a little bit different with Essendon um, because they've lost 
a generation of, of fans and supporters. Yep. And I think today they posted $1.5 million loss. Yeah, they did. But they've always got, uh, not to Carlton extent, but they've always had rich benefactors that can pick yep. up the slack for them. Yeah. Um, I think the thing with Essendon, one of the um, major stresses will be they took on a lot of debt to build their new um, facilities. The new digs, yeah. Yeah, so making a loss uh, to compound that debt is probably going to be a very awkward situation. I wouldn't be surprised if, if well, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it, but they're going to have to go down a Carlton route where you're going to have to put your hand out to your members. However, they'll do it in a much more private manner than Carlton because they've got a lot more probably loyal members what? spread over a wider base, not just busy. They were a little bit public with it a couple of years ago, and they certainly assembled a big war chest yep. of cash. And they thought, you know, we're building the new digs, and we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna be the best resource club. And then the whole Asada thing came along, and that yeah. you know, lawyers took a fair chunk of money out. Yeah, um, you know, maybe that lands this year. But yeah, a little bit of a clean slate for and them. And I mean, you sign a lot of big guns when it being your downfall. It doesn't doesn't help. Uh, like who? Like Hurdy? Like oh, Dank, no, sorry, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah sorry, oh, yeah, not players. Side. I mean, yeah, off field. Yeah. Their signings for players have been all right. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, like, your signing for players is all out in the open. What you pay your staff, generally, yeah. for people like that, are going to be a lot more than your average player wage. Of course. So well, that's that, where your costs are going to be, not what you're paying. Well, I mean, they, they paid James Hurd, uh, I think, five years worth of coaching and only got three years of coaching. <laughs> yeah, out of yeah. yeah. So. And stuck by him until they... Well and past, they realised, shit, we fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other interesting decision was Walsfold hasn't guaranteed that Joe Watson will be captain next year. Yeah. It's likely he may still be captain, but he said, you know, we're going to ask everyone first. On the outside, um, a, a sensible decision, you know, like we just said, uh, somebody new's coming in, making um, the, the hierarchy his own. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of the commentary around was... Job looked spent, yeah, and he hasn't been to his best form since he won the the, the Brownlow since and injury as well as this yeah. whole side of things happened since. Yeah, then. to be honest, I thought I think that the AFL whole community had a love affair with Watson that probably wasn't deserved. To be honest, wasn't deserved. No. Okay, I don't Why think he that? deserved that Brownlow. Why is that? No. Because Trent Cotchin think... was runner up. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Cotch all day should have been getting that brown <laughs> I knew there were some nefarious <laughs> undertones there. You're not a rich supporter unless you feel ripped off every year. <laughs> every time. <laughs> for <yeah>. everything. <laughs> There's the flags, finals, brown lows, everything you've been ripped off You've been for. ripped off by your club. Yeah. You've been ripped off by the other yeah. clubs, the AFL. They've never done you any favours. Yeah. But uh, I think Watson, from, from what it looks like, I think he'd be better off not being captain. And I'll be surprised if he actually wanted to be captain from his comments that he came out in the last year where he was contemplating retirement and things like yeah. that. Um, there's always lots of pressure with him at Essendon, always, which he managed to handle with the kind of water for ducks back attitude. But that's because that pressure wasn't systemic. It wasn't something that's going to really fuck up the whole club. It was sort of uh, speculation or media trying to make stories out of something, which is easy to, easy to deflect and go into your group. But when your group's a problem... Yeah. And when, when you've got one of those little niggling stories you, you can like you say water off a duck's back but when there's another one and then another yeah. and another and yeah. another and it's three years yeah. on and he's not a man. diplomat let's be honest he seems like he's a bloke's bloke that's greater yeah. in the club he's and a good on-field captain old school footballer yeah you know? yeah exactly uh, and he was a good uh, a good news story when he came through because you know he was the, the son of a legend obviously yeah. and when he first started he was shit yeah and I think Sheedy wanted to get rid of him at one stage. Yeah, yeah probably. I think he said he, he, he won't make it. Yeah. And, he, you know, he had his, all right, either I'm going to be a footballer or not, and turned it around, won a Brownlow. Yeah. Things look like they're all on the up and up. 
and then you know this is sort of pull the rug out. Yeah. Um, if he's not captain next year, it's I don't think it's even a competition that Dyson Hebel gets. Yeah. gets yeah. Um, it, I said it before. There was that one game where um, Brendan Goddard was being Brendan Goddard, yep. and he grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and said, "Hey, mate, you know, fucking head in the game." Yeah. And Goddard did it and went back and said, "You were fucking right." Yep. Um, so even if Joe Watson is captain next year, yeah. you know that there's somebody else who's already calling the shots as well. Yeah. It, it's a lot like. Um, with Warney and Gilchrist, you know, yeah. Gilchrist is captain, but this other guy's yeah. calling the shots too. Yeah, and, and to be honest, it was, it was more a sort of de facto or a, a yeah. captain by proxy. Well, it's it also like you're saying, if Job does stay, it is like there is without a doubt he's considered throwing it in. Yeah, he has considered throwing the whole game in, let alone the yeah. captaincy. Whereas Heppel looks like the kind of guy who is just absolutely chomping at the bit, like he yeah. fucking wants it. Yeah. Um, and that kind of enthusiasm and, uh, and zeal yeah. to it is just going to help. What about Hurley? I think he's been showing leadership skills across the halfback in a sort of when, as the pressure got more and more, his leadership got more and more across the halfback line, except for injury. So yeah, I, I th- think there's a case for Hurley. He had a great year. Um, I think he was All-Australian this year as well. I think that he's he can get a case of the shit sometimes as well when things yeah. aren't going his way and um, he's had that a little bit when he was you know down forward am I down back am I down forward yeah. and keep him a back half back send half back yeah. captain I, I think he's per, uh, he's down there permanently now but I almost I like him not as captain I yep. think just we've got we've finally got him sorted yep. he's going to be a, he was always going to be a great player now he's found himself yeah. as a great player I can just let him let him go yep. because um, Heppel's the one that's um, driving your merch as well yeah true um, and midfield midfield captains just seem Right. Yeah, they do. And like we always said about Hawthorne, is that you'll need your captains in your, each group, your midfield, your forward, yeah. and your and your back line. So, and that's why I I don't necessarily agree with huge leadership groups. I think three in your leadership group is all you need because yeah. otherwise your, your leadership group shouldn't be a democracy. You've got your leader and you've got the people who are going to give them ideas. Advisors. Yeah. yeah. You fall in line and that's when it makes the decisions. Yeah. And when you've got too many people, you've got too many opinions, too many chefs. Well, essentially that's how a coaching group works yeah so leadership you know should kind of be the same yeah I yeah think. exactly it should be a, a scaled down version of your your coaching structure i think yeah i don't like multiple captains so i think it's just bullshit. yeah that's bullshit yeah um, i think one captain and that captain plus three others in your leadership group being whatever the is, yeah. back line midfield and a forward line leadership group yeah representative and almost people pick themselves for those positions yeah you yeah. know what i mean yeah. um like we're saying with heppel but sometimes you you see clubs, um, they grab, you know, a 21-year-old and put him in there and go, he's part of our leadership group. Yeah. He's a succession plan. And like, just, it, it hurts. And the thing is, they're never the clubs that are in form or winning or going yeah. anywhere. They're always the clubs that are struggling, looking for a, a miracle option that's going to make them like geniuses I mean, and go, we'll make this captain and he'll save us. I mean, the easiest one to pick is Melbourne putting a second-year player as captain. And yeah. now they've obviously gone back on that and put the right person at the job. Yeah. And, Made look Nathan, Nat Jones five looks years like a, too late or whatever it is. Yeah, and Nat Jones looks like one of the best captains running around. Nat Jones should be a captain at any club in the AFL. Yeah, he, he could. He's that kind of person. So yeah, yeah, it doesn't tend to work when you try and fast track. Yeah, I said look, that. Okay. Uh, I think Wayne Carey was made captain at twenty one, but he looked like a fucking captain at twenty one. <laughs> yeah, there's well, a difference. The thing is, that's what in the day you're captains because even if he isn't named captain. He's the captain. Yeah. You know, he's the one that's going to go there and say, Oi, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And like, and obviously, I think it's a fair criticism of Richmond that Cochin's a good player and he doesn't lead by example. He knows how to play the game, yep. knows how to tell people what they should do, but he doesn't have that inspiration that will make someone go, Fuck, he's doing that. I've got to yeah. pick up my game and shit. Right. We're, we're, we're all in here. 
Yeah. I don't know. Um, he does some things and through his career that is, I, from the outside looking in, he always goes, okay, this is somebody that's for the team. Like, you know how he yeah. stands at the top of the race and high-fives yep. everyone? And he's been doing that for years before yeah. he was captain. I thought, yep. okay, there's someone that's trying to, everyone, let's go, yeah. let's go together. Um, if you're looking for somebody that is going to, you know, grab everyone go on my back boys let's go yeah if you're talking dusty martin i think he's a little bit selfish as a player yeah um but lids yeah is the only problem with lids is he's old he's old and you know is he going to be captain for 12 games a year yeah exactly um well well i mean if if, if he's only around for 12 games a year then we're what 500 point 500 for the point yeah. <laughs> 50, 50 uh, from the field yeah, he usually do, do win. win but uh, the thing is, what I'd like to see, I'd like to see Martin get captain and Richmond change the facade or the marketing aspect of that club to we are the bad boys. Yep. Like we are, we're the ones embrace that come it. here, yeah, embrace it. Because the thing is, it's an image. It's yep. not the way you live your life, but you've already got the image, yep. whether you like it or not. Yeah. Em- embrace that in the public. But the thing is, you're not going to let them go out and just run a mark and do what they do, but you still got to embrace the image because that's who your players are and they're successful doing that. Unsociable football. Yeah, Even. but yeah. I, I like do the like LA it. Raiders. Yeah, I mean that they've built um you know a brand around it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Are they still going actually, but no, they're Oakland now. I think they're yeah. well, they moved on to wherever. But that sort of theory where we're the bad motherfuckers. That's what we do, and that's yeah. your marketing angle to work. But the thing is, obviously, and I think that creates a a very tight knit team. It's us versus yeah. them kind of thing, and everyone else be yeah. afraid. And that's how to get the the troublesome players on board. And I think that'll really suit even like Hardwick and, and Choco. Yep. They themselves were those sorts of players and Hard those man. sorts of, of coaches. So yeah. I'd like to see the Tigers embrace that persona that they've adopted, whether they like it or not, because that's the people that they've got playing for them. That's very interesting. I'd like to see somebody like Yeah, why uh, not? Why try me PC? Well, uh, I mean, Collingwood sort of did it a couple of years ago. They're like, you know, okay, it's yeah. either you're with us or you're against us. Yeah. You know, everyone hates us yeah. and we love it. Yeah. Um, it's a slightly different kind of angle, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's something. It's better than being the same as everybody yeah. else. It's, just, it's better than trying to change their stripes to dots or dots yeah. to stripes or whatever. So you may as well, that's what you've got. And you've got to a point where Obviously, you can't expect this. We can't put the assumption that these people are stupid enough to say that if you're allowed to be, if we're our persona is the bad boys, then you're allowed to go off and do whatever you want. Just yeah. smart people, and they realise that obviously it's a professional league. Yeah. Like this is an image that our marketing department is coming up with, and but we're here to win games, and we yep. still got to look after ourselves, and that's what matters. But it's that little mental edge that will give you where it's all right that we go out there and maybe we're not sociable. Maybe we give away a few 50s as we always do anyway. So, <laughs> so if you do it anyway, yeah. may as well make it quick. Exactly. Make it make a good thing. So it's not a detrimental thing to the team where you get Dusty pulled off and he's on the phone, the coach getting slammed. It's like, all right, that's happened, but you know, we'll play on and you yep. give that intimidation factor, which I think is the only way you're going to beat teams like Hawthorne on that because they're already set in their structure and you have to rattle them in order to, to put them off put, the game. Put them off. Yeah, because you can try and beat them straight up at that sort of game plan that they employ is too well structured, too well drilled, and too well experienced. And you're not going to beat him at that. Yeah. You've got to come up with a different angle. Yeah, it's something different. So Tigers, get on it. Get Jackie King in there. Be your, uh, <laughs> your advisor. The, the, the master tactician, yep. Jackie King. Yep. We'll, we'll have a, a Harley Davidson section of the MCG car park. Oh, how about that? Rockstar. Just, let's just remove some chairs. Yeah. Have right up parking. Yep. Right up viewing. Yeah, in the race. In yeah. the race. Just where you go up there. You can see, boys. I tell you what, if anybody's having a shot from goal from the race, I'm like, wait, buddy, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a nice house you've got at number four one two Smith Street. Yeah. Oh, out on the full. Who would have known? 
<laughs> and I mean, Dusty could be saying that shit anyway. He probably knows. <laughs> Jackie King definitely did because he had the backup in the stands. Yeah. So what else have we going on? Um, um, so we've missed out on our worst falls done. Yeah. Talking about bad boys. Yeah. Oh, Jackie Carlisle's rocked up to training late again. Yep. Um, which we, we talked about last week. But Saints have decided, you know what? We can improve everybody by showing how good we've turned Jake Carlisle around. Yeah. What? Because obviously Saints, I mean, they've been teetering on the edge of um, bad culture and illegal culture. I don't know about teetering. Well, that's why teetering on the... fucking l- dived yeah, in actually, head first. Yeah, I think... Actually, the, uh, the jury was not sure. It was the police that was the problem in that, in that case, but... Um, so they're going to try and change that culture by turning Jake Carlisle around. Right. Or what you do is you don't employ people like Jake Carlisle <laughs> and you change the culture around. To be fair, that, I mean, the, the his little Snapchat from Vegas happened after he'd signed on the, the dotted line. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like Ronda Rousey saying, I'm going to prove I'm a better boxer than Holly Holm. Maybe you should rethink that one. Yeah, exactly. Maybe just stick to what you're good at and yeah. Go over there. But Carlisle, I think, he's just a kid, you know? They're yeah. just kids. He's a kid yeah. he's with a lot of fucking money. Yeah. And let's be honest, he's obviously not the smartest bloke going around. I, I, I get that impression. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether it was the moment when he came off the ground saying this club is fucked yeah. or if it was taking illegal substances and Snapchatting it. Yeah. But it's it's a toss-up between the two. Well, if, if you weren't sure on one, you saw the other and was confirmed. Yeah. And the thing is, someone like that I mean, the only the only way you get out of that sort of habitual fucking up is from education. But yep. if you're not smart enough to be educated, then it's probably just not going to uh, change so much. You're going to try and hide it more. Just throwing water into a bucket with holes in it. Pretty much, yeah. So he might not be doing it at um, the Saints functions or it's going to the Saints training or whatever, but... He's obviously not going to Snapchat it, but I can't see him just not doing lines of coke or, or not fucking yeah. up like he does. He's yeah. just got to be learned not to put it out there so that everyone knows about it. So do they go hardcore with uh, with Jakey and you know shut him down and turn him into a teetotaler and lock him away? Or do you like, all right, mate, give him enough rope yeah. and, and see how he goes? What you do is you put a couple of, I'll use the term loosely, with minders, where yep. they're not making sure he doesn't do nothing wrong. They're making sure it doesn't get out. Right. Because Carlisle is going to be a plus for Saints. They yeah, need someone oh. like Carlisle. So yeah, absolutely. You've got to manage what the media are finding out about it. Because the thing is, all the AFL players are kids and they all do lots of dodgy shit. And live in a different world. Yeah. It's a matter of whether you get found out or not. Yeah. So that's why you hear all these cases of positive drug reports, but all the players in the AFL know what the score is and you're either dumb enough to get caught or you're not. And so the ones that are dumb enough are the ones that you see being made examples of. But yeah. You can bet your bottom dollar that pretty much all AFL are in the same boat when it comes to either trying illicit substances or um, having those indiscretions off-field because they're 20-year-old kids. Yeah. You, you can't try and tell a 20-year-old kid you've got to be a role model to someone who's like four years younger than you. With money and time on their hands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, you've got to be a role model to the 15-year-old kids. It's like, 15-year-old kids, they're the people I'm going out with. What are you talking about? <laughs> I am a role model, man. I've shouted them all week. <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes those young kids they're going out with take photos. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the way it goes. Um, it's it's good that I think St Kilda had to come out and do something um, yeah. because it, it they would have been embarrassed. I think they was... worked hard to go away from these off-field, yeah. off-season incidents. Yeah. And now they've started. To... But they've always backed the wrong people. Let's be honest. But, well, <laughs> well, it used to be the thing. You go to St Kilda for a good time. Yeah. You know, back in the day. Well, the thing is, they had off-field discretions. 
but they backed the people that were in the wrong, who were yeah. their players. They would have done much better. If they want to talk about, that's what I hate, like, I'll, I'll compare this to a, a gambling reference, but I hate the fact where they're saying, we want to change the culture by not letting people know what's going on. But the thing is, they backed like Milne and all the other dodgy shit that they had. Yeah. They backed their players instead of saying, hey, you know what? That's fucked up. Let's just put him on the sidelines. Let's wait until we get a due process. And then we look at the police corruption that was in that case. Yeah. You cannot come out and say, well, that's all sorted itself out then. That's a fair <laughs> result. Because if your line is a moral line of making sure that you have a just and, and moral and ethic club, then you can't say that you're going to back those players who are doing shit like raping cunts. And then, then the, you get a dodgy um, police force that um, has the case thrown out and be like, well, that's that. The, the judge has shown that because that's not ethical or moral at all. It's hard to take a stand. Yeah, it is. Especially when, when you're concerned about bottom dollars, bottom line, yep. your dollars. Um, at the end of the day, um, that's what it boils down to for better or worse and yeah. sometimes worse. But I feel sorry for them on this one because they, they've tried to put all that behind them yep. and they've you know gone on a rebuild and on the football side of things, they've yeah. got a right mob in now. Yep. And, you know The draft's on, what, tomorrow or the next day and they'll get tomorrow. a tomorrow. couple yeah. more good picks. Yep. Um, so it looked like they'd put it all behind them and then you got somebody bringing in like Candyland. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing is that I feel sorry for them as well because... I don't believe that we should be looking at our sports stars as role models just yeah. because they're sports stars. I think if, if you can't teach your kid the difference between um, what's the ethically or right thing that you would prefer them to do or what's the wrong thing, then you're probably failing as a parent. But also, if you're teaching your kids that there are people out there who are perfect and don't make mistakes yeah. and that's who you got to look up to, you're fucking up then there you've, well. you've definitely failed. I was going to say, they're going to come down, crashing to earth at some stage. Exactly. So the thing is, if you're looking at role models and then there's something wrong and you say that they're, that makes them not a role model, then you're a fucking dumb cunt. Because <laughs> if Jack Kyle comes back, fixes up he, whatever problems he's got off-field, doesn't do anything wrong and Becomes leaves a that... big redeemer. Yeah, leaves that Saints team to, you know, finals then that's someone that you want to uh, look to your kids and say, it's all right to fuck up. Yeah. But this is how you go about it. Yep. You learn your lessons because no one's born with the infinite knowledge of how to live a life that's free of um, sort of discretions. Yeah. But it's what you do about them that matters. So that's more of an attribute that you would have your, your kids follow in regards to a role model than someone who you're projecting as being perfect. Well, we spoke about Joe Watson before. Yeah. He, he was an average or below average footballer that exactly. turned into a Brownlow medalist. Yeah. No, there's good stories here. You just yeah. got to look for them. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, speaking about bad boys um, and the draft, which is on tomorrow. Yep. Uh, so Ed Kerno's younger brother, um, Charlie, is at a big night out on the piss and decided that he doesn't need a blow into the bag. No, well, fair enough. You know, I'm all about freedom of choice. <laughs> if you don't want to blow in a bag, you don't have to blow in a bag. That's right. There is freedom of choice, but there is not freedom of consequences. Yeah. Well, I'm also about being responsible for your actions, and you've got the right not to blow in a bag, but you have to suffer the consequences too. Do you do you buy into the um, theory that this actually hurts his chances at the draft table? No, no, no. I don't think it does. Honestly, Ed Kernow was a fucking gun. But till, till he had, well, he is now, but he could have been anything if he didn't have those injuries and just one after the other. So if you're looking at the younger person who you've got a chance to realize, all right. The pedigree's there. The pedigree's there. You can tell that he's definitely going to be a star. It's not really going to be a chance. You take those precautionary actions to make sure you train them right and sort of assess what injuries they're going to have. Because you can be sure that if his brother's grown up playing a certain style of football with a certain club and a certain yep. uh, path to get here, his, his brother has followed the same route. Um, and he's got uh, a head start on some kid who's been pulled out of the suburbs yep. who's never seen what this world yeah. is like. He knows what it's like yep. you know, um, through secondhand experience. Yeah. 
Um, also, I think the fact that he's you know probably going to be a top five pick. Yeah. Um, if he was going to be, let's say, pick forty. Yeah. You might slip to fifty. Yeah. But when you're a top five pick, it's 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 the old rules, isn't it? Yep. In AFL, um, you know that's a problem until well, you're too good. It's no longer a problem. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it's all about balance, like we're saying yeah. last podcast, where you can be as bad as you want, but then you've got to be uh, a marginally better than that when you're on the field. Yep. That's how West Coast won flags. Exactly right. That's why you sweep it on the rug and then it comes out after the fact and you're like, oh yeah, is that the year that we won all those flags? Yeah, yeah, our players are really fucked up there. It reminds me of when Dennis Rodman uh, went to the Bulls because he'd been at the Pistons and got in trouble. He was always in trouble at San Antonio. And if he rocked up to practice a little bit late, like they'd fine him, you know, Two thousand dollars and suspending for a game. Yeah, and when he got to the Bulls, he rocked up to practice late. He goes, right, it's a ten dollar fine. Hurry up, get ready. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, it, actually, I think he'd have the chance to work off that ten dollar fine with free throws. Free throws the... against uh, Scotty and Michael. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, they're the ch- you know they're of the opinion that his job is to pick up seventeen rebounds a night for us. Yeah. If he's doing that, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same with um, Lee Matthews said about Akamanas. Yeah, um, he said he was annoying shit. Um, yeah. but he was a fucking good player so he kept him yeah. when he was no longer a fucking good player he became an annoying shit eh, he wasn't here anymore exactly yeah. it turns out it wasn't that he was a, a bad player he was just more of an annoying shit than he was a good player yeah I can say the balance <laughs> turned out yeah exactly you know, um, he still went to Bulldogs and ripped it up and he was still an annoying shit yeah exactly uh, Malcolm Banks con- will con- contest that <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, took his contract and they ripped that up yeah uh, um, he's going back for a coaching role I think he's going for an Essendon coaching yeah. role um, don't know if he's got it yet though but I reckon it'd be a great choice because he's a smart man. Yeah, he is. And I, as long as he buys into it, he goes, you know, you're a development coach yep. or, or whatever role it is. Yeah. The boss is sitting up there, mate. Yep. Not you. He's almost like a warning of AFL where has those misdemeanors and uh, obviously Warner's warning's outspoken. not as outspoken controversially yeah. as Ackermanis, like bluntly. Oh, but I, the knowledge of the game is there, and the fact that because you know so much, you can get away with that because you're right. Yeah, the, the fact that um, a player like Akamanis could still go around today, yeah. even though his best was ten years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, that style of player who's so good on either side of the body, well, you just you make a killing even yeah. today. So somebody who's got that um, uh, knowledge and uh, skill set when he played, and also the way that he would prepare himself was fucking first rate. Yeah. You know, as controversial as some of the shit he says off field, no, nothing when it comes to the business. Yep. Down the middle. And look, when you were saying that he might go to Essendon, I think that makes a lot of sense because I think one of the top things that he could do was would be to pull the leadership, the Essendon leadership into line and have them sort of conducive to that one sort of uh, structure or message or whatever they label their game plan as uh, to make sure that everyone's on board. Because when you saw Chapman come out with his book and saying, BJ, yeah. this was his, his perception within Essendon Football Club. And if Chapman's thinking that, it's fair to say that there are some there other people thinking that. Well. Yeah. Because let's be honest, if you're going to look at someone for advice, you look at Chapman as opposed yeah. to BJ. Yeah. And so BJ obviously wants it more than Chapman because Chapman's been there. Yeah. Chapman knows how to do it. Yep. So I think that if you can get Ackermanis, who is better than Chapman and yep. done more than Chapman, I would I would contend yep. a little bit. Yeah. No, I'll give that. Um, he could be in there, and he automatically demands our respect, irrelevant of what you think of him as a person, like on a field, because yep. he's been there, he's done that, and he's backed up what he says. And so I think he would be a, a leadership leader, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and also, okay, if it goes belly up, yeah. it's very easy to get rid of an assistant coach. Exactly. Yeah. They go all the time. Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't think uh, old Charlie Kerno's got much to worry about. No, he's going to be set. I mean, honestly, his, his biggest problems are probably going to be Lockie Tiziani. Yeah. Um, going for number one. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's I'm telling you, Lockie's going to be the, the steal is. of the draft. Don't um, let him go to GDS, West, bring him to Victoria. Yep. It's close uh, to the home for him, too. It's in Sydney. Yep, marginally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of hours, I think. Yeah. Um, in sad news today, um, Sharon Berg for Collingwood did his ACL. Um, I guess it's one thing to do it at the start of preseason rather than the end of preseason. The end yeah. of preseason would really suck. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, poor bastard. I think he's had um, fucking foot injuries and uh, just everything. Yeah, well, this is the thing is that they said it, it's... I think the headline was it's a disaster again for um, Sharon Berg. I looked at it, I was like, he must have spent a lot of time on the injury list because I've never heard of him. Played four games this year, I think. Yeah, and so I had to look it up, and he's 20 years old, injured again in a knee, yeah. and it's a Rico, and that's the whole year gone. Yep. And look, it's... Fortunately, probably just not built to play footy. It's it's like that, isn't it? I mean, yeah. um, we've had... Um, oh, God, who's the Cats player? Was it Menzel? Yeah, Menzel. You came back this year and, and looked a million dollars. Yeah, after yeah. After three yeah. knee Ricos yeah, in a row. Yeah, two, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Th- I'd say that's rare. Yep. But uh, at Hawthorne, we've got Alex Woodward, who's just yep. gone through his third yeah. uh, Rico, and I think he did it during the final series. So yeah. You've got Patton up at GWS, but big man's a bit different. Two, two yeah. or three. Um, you're never the same player. I don't yep. care. Um, after one Rico, yeah. you're not the same. I mean, for me, the biggest example is Matt, Matty Richo. Yep. Like, I remember the reason I started going for Richo was because of him when he was a half-forward flanker, taking yep. hangers with long hair, then did his knee at the SCG, I think. Um, Rings a bell. Yeah, when they had the boundaries in close yeah. to, the, to the line. Then after that, he bulked up, started playing full forward. Yeah. You know, I didn't take hangers anymore, but complete different player. Complete different player. Yeah. Um, Ox. Uh, yeah. Dave Schwartz, he always yeah. talks about it. He took hangers and then did his knee twice and goes, well, now I'm a bulky. That's it. Yeah, exactly. You've got to figure out a different way to play. Yeah. And I mean, that's just sort of, if you're going to have a long career, you have to figure that out regardless, but yeah. you'd rather it be a, a sort of attrition thing, not just a bang, <laughs> fuck on, you, after you've sorted, figure this shit out. Come. After you've cemented your spot, <laughs> yeah, got a exactly. career. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but like Poor you bastard. said, at least into the preseason, because um, they look like they suck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, anyway, he's going to be doing rehab over the summer instead. Yeah. Yep. Um, not much else going on in the world of AFL. Shall we delve into other sports? We can go into other sports because like. I did a bit of research. Yeah, um, we spoke last week or the week before about the Australian fistball team. Yes, I'm interested in this. Yes, I, I looked it up and how they went. Yep, I got good news. Yep, did not finish last. Sweet. How uh, come? South Africa finished last. Really? Um, South, South Africa. Africa. South Africa went through without a win. We won. No, South Africa went through oh. without a win. Right. Sorry, you, you missed my um, genius accents there. Oh, okay. um, Germany won uh, the, the World Cup. Right. But Australia picked up three wins. Um, Shit. And a win over Colombia, who finished 10th. Damn. Um, so I think I think there were 16 teams and Australia finished 15th. So right. that's all right. Is there any of the guys from Melbourne? Yeah, I think they're all from Melbourne. Let's get them on. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll try. Uh, I'm hoping that there's not much are. competition for people trying to get them on radio. Cause well, they were on some other radio station during the week that my wife listens to, and that's how I found out that they existed. Oh, okay. But Could have been gold when I won then. <laughs> Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Um, they uh, yeah had two wins in the pool stages, uh, one against Colombia and I think one against South Africa. Yeah. And then they won the Wooden Spoon playoff um, against South Africa. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. They, so, they, to win the Wooden Spoon playoff means you don't win the Wooden Spoon. Correct. It's like the Bryce Gibbs Cup. 
Remember when they had that? And Carlton no. lost. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they got the, the Maddie Cruiser yeah. Cup. Yeah. They've had that one as well. That's right. Yeah, so uh, the Australian football team come away with with a win, uh, which is good to see. Yeah, and that's right. That was the one where I was about to say that I don't even know the rules, but they didn't either. They didn't either, yeah. yeah. For, for 12 months, they were playing the game without knowing the rules yeah, properly. Two old mate from Germany came over. Somewhere. Uh, yeah, Germany. I think it was Germany. That's right. Actually, were these guys from like at Geelong? Yeah, we've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, it rings a bell. Yeah, <laughs> apparently I was there. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, out in Geelong, you got a lot of space and a lot of time to figure out what you're doing with your life. So yeah, they just picked, picked it and uh, ah, good on them, good on them. They it was great to see. Didn't finish last, which is you know more than they could have hoped for. I and think. I mean, that's a pretty Australian thing to do as well. Just find a sport and go fuck it, guys. We're, we're, we're doing are, it. We're doing this and following through with it. I can't wait till their Cool Runnings movie comes out. <laughs> yeah. About them finishing 15th. About, <laughs> uh, uh, right. no, if it's a movie, they won't finish 15th. They'll lose the championship by, you know, a couple oh. of points or it'll be a rip-off. Uh, they're not allowed well, to... Well, Cool Runnings was a DNF. Oh, yeah, it was too. That's right. Yeah. And they carried the, the bobsled over the line. Yeah, Shit. that didn't really happen. Yeah. But, I mean, that pit was made up, but... It's true. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Well, if they're a script writer, <laughs> I'm free. Well, yeah, just, I, you know, Hollywood's all about remakes. Yeah. I've got my mugshot on Craigslist, so you can find me there. Awesome. Um, and the day-night test starts in a couple of days as well. Oh, that's right. Um, down at Adelaide Oval, yeah? Yeah. Pink it's, ball. It's good that they're trying something. Yeah, they've got to. And I mean, to be honest, it can't be this hard to make a fucking ball that you can use <laughs> at night. <laughs> they've been talking about this for fucking 20 years, 30 years or something. Yeah. About trying to get a ball that holds up a little bit better. So what's what's the problem with the ball? Is it just the moisture at night that ruins it, or is it you can't uh, see it, or a bit of both? I think um, it just makes it harder to see, and obviously because it's dark, it's harder to see to begin with. Yeah. So these are white ball in the one day. So what's the well? They have trouble with that? with that too because when the white ball gets dirty, it starts to look like the pitch. Ah, uh, okay. And it's really hard to see. Yeah, actually, that would make sense. And I think it just doesn't last as long. Yeah. But why don't they put fluorous stitching? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Maybe try a bit of glow in the dark. Yeah, glow in the dark stitching, like not the whole ball, but at least the stitching. So, because you don't see the whole ball, as long as you see the stitching, you know yeah. that the ball's there. I guess it's you know even the stitching's going to get dirty by you know, at some stage, but you know yeah. maybe it, the umpire has a highlighter with him, and at the end of every over, he just colours in the stitching again. <laughs> yeah, that could work. Why not? Or you just um, literally have glow in the dark and turn the lights off. Yeah, okay. we'll Why play not? glow. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can see a few players are going to be, you know, taking off their glow in the dark strips and uh, sneaking in for a quick one into like know, the, the West Indies into into gully. I was trying to stay <laughs> as as non racist as I could, but it was always going to end up there. Well, they're playing New Zealand anyway. Well, so. when you brush your teeth that much, you stand out. There you go. Um, all right. On that high note, I think are we done? Uh, I think so. Oh, the other thing I was thinking about was I started a, a Twitch account. Yep. So I was thinking about. Um, for the editing and making up the intros and doing the website stuff I might do it live on Twitch just for something to do because when I was trying to figure out how to do all the podcasting stuff yep. you've got to go to a million different sources a million different sources and the thing is a lot of people who are putting these videos up are professionals who are in uh, music production yep. who are doing it at a level that's way too advanced for anything that you yep. need for podcasting so I was looking at doing it just so that people who are looking at doing their own podcast could could see how easy it is to do yep. for a layman, which we are. We're laymen, but yep. the te- technology is there and the equipment is cheap. So yeah, I was thinking about doing that, and also it gives us a bit of a profile on getting to An- another channel, another channel, and I'm like our age group. I'm guessing is going to be more the younger side of uh, 
our age our age yeah <laughs> as opposed to the older side so um you may as well go into go try and find them as opposed to trying to make them find you so if you're interested in that sort of stuff the twitch handle is clicking balls one word with the capitals i don't know if that makes a difference Put but links up on the website or something. yeah it won't be for this episode anyway it'll be for maybe the next episodes and whatnot yeah. maybe i'll even do a new theme song or something for the new season i'll definitely do one for the new season so yeah if you're interested in seeing how it all gets done then that's it you can chat and feedback and all that sort of shit yeah actually i think you can give us money on that one too so good stuff none of our listeners have money <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway more for just interesting you know yeah. be get other people interested into it and expand yeah fair enough yeah, alright that's it that'll do we'll have uh, the cricket and the draft to talk about next week so something yep. a little bit more relevant than yeah. international rules yep alright done alright peace <laughs>